This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. It's my music. Break it down. It's the king. Oh, you didn't know? Stand back. I'm a Mamacita. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Eat me. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich, and today, on this solo episode, I'm going to inject a lethal dose of excitement into the podcast, because for the first time ever on Music of the Mat, the topic du jour is going to be about music from a wrestling video game. Now, I don't know about you fine folks, but I've played my fair share of of wrestling video games over the years. Not as many as a Joe Gagne would have, or even a Rich Krejci. But in my 25 years on Earth, I've played a lot of wrestling games on a number of different consoles. And in my playthroughs of these games, I've come to recognize, as I'm sure you have as well, that just like in wrestling, and just like in other types of games, that the music of wrestling video games is just as essential to making them memorable as the gameplay is. Whether it's putting the wrestler's entrance themes in the game, or the menu music, or the background music during matches. You play these games for years on end, and the music just gets stuck in your DNA, because you just played the game so much. I mean, I don't know how a mortgage works. I can't change a tire, and my basketball skills ain't worth a lick of shit. But if you ask me about the menu music of SmackDown Here Comes the Pain or No Mercy, I'll hum them sons of bitches till kingdom come. And I guarantee that's the same for a lot of people. Now, which wrestling video game will I be talking about today? Which soundtrack will I be delving into? Well, if you read the episode title... You should already know that episode 42 is going to be about the custom themes of WWF Attitude. A little bit of uh, background here, a little explanation before I actually start digging into the music. First of all, WWF Attitude, it's a game that came out in 1999 for a number of different consoles, the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation, Dreamcast, and Game Boy Color. It was developed and published by Acclaim, which is no longer around actually, and it's a sequel to the game WWF Warzone, which came out the year before. Attitude would end up being the last WWF game that they would make after a 10-year partnership. WWF would go on, of course, to make a deal with THQ, which would last many, many years, 
and Acclaim would go on to use the same game engine from Attitude to make two games for ECW, which are Hardcore Revolution and Anarchy Rules. Now as a kid, I did have an N64, but this was also years before I was a wrestling fan, so I never played any of the classic N64 wrestling games during that time period. I had your standard favorites, of course, Super Mario 64, GoldenEye, Wave Race, 1080 Snowboarding, MLB, etc, etc, but I never played No Mercy, I never played WrestleMania 2000, I never played WCW World Tour or Revenge or, or any of them on the N64 proper. Later on, of course, I would end up playing these games on my computer on an emulator. Of course, I loved playing the Aki games, uh, No Mercy, 2000, Revenge, World Tour. Those games are fantastic, and they deserve all the praise that they get. And then there's Attitude. And to be honest with you, I don't have any fond memories of playing Attitude. I think I played it only once on the emulator, and then went right back to No Mercy. Maybe if I played it on the console itself when it came out, I would have a different opinion of it. But I'm just not a big fan of that game or Warzone, really. So why did I pick Attitude? Why this game? Well, originally, I wanted to look at selections of music from all of the WWF N64 games. Warzone, Attitude, Mania 2000, and No Mercy. Just to see how the music in those games evolved over the years. Mainly the menu music and so forth, not so much the actual roster music. And in my preparation, I was looking up some of the music from Attitude. And I stumbled upon the fact that there is a veritable cornucopia of custom wrestling themes in this game. What are custom themes, you might be asking? Well, they are songs in the game that you would find in the create a wrestler mode, or edit mode, or whatever you want to call it, where you make your own wrestler, and you could give them D'Lo Brown's theme, or the Big Boss Man's theme, or what have you, or you could give them a song that was made specifically for the game by the game's composers. A lot of wrestling games have them. Anyway, I was going through these custom themes, and I was so captured by many of these songs that I decided... Screw it, let's just do an episode about these custom themes. These themes are interesting enough, they're wacky enough, they're insane enough, that they warrant their own episode. Now, I'm not going to do all of them, because there's like 27 of these songs, but I did pick 12 of them. I could have picked more. Believe me, I could have picked more. But, I restrained myself to 12 custom themes from WWF Attitude that I feel is a good serving size of what the game has to offer. A little wetting of the appetite, if you will. And it leaves open the possibility for a part two somewhere down the line. Now as far as who made these themes, I have no clue. <laughs> I looked up the credits for WWF Attitude on various websites and I couldn't find hide nor hair of someone being credited as the music coordinator, or the music director, or the music composer, or the music grand poobah, or anything like that for this game. 
So truth be told, I don't know who made the music for WWF Attitude. And quite frankly, after hearing some of these songs, I hope it stays that way. Folks. All right, let's get into it here. Let's talk about some of these custom themes. Like I said, I picked 12 of them. And the ones that I picked, I then divided into three categories of four. Simple enough. And we'll start with category one. Oh, Sheldon, you may not realize this, but you're an African-American. And everybody knows that African-Americans are attracted to Canadian white women with broken noses. Category one. Stereotypes. You know... It's a time-honored tradition here in wrestling, especially in America, where depending on your race or religion or cultural background, you'll get music that is stereotypical to said background. If you're Mexican or Puerto Rican or from a different Spanish-speaking country, you'll get heavy Latin music. If you're Japanese or Chinese or Korean or from another East Asian culture, you'll get music with East Asian sounding instruments. Russians get Soviet music, American Southerners get country music or Southern rock. It goes on and on and on and on. And with Attitude, it's no different. There are some tracks in this game that are quite stereotypical and are quite on the nose with the cultures that they're representing. You hear some of these songs and you read some of the titles of these songs and it's nigh impossible to not understand what they're going for. Take the first song, for example. It's called Chopsticks. First of all, it's called Chopsticks. That alone should tell you what the song is generally going to sound like. It's going to have some sort of East Asian sound to it. And surprise, surprise, it does. It's composed basically of one instrument. It's the East Asian sounding flutes that you would hear in pretty much any kung fu movie. They've got kind of an ancient, mystic quality to them. You can picture in your mind the scene of the monk meditating in a temple somewhere, contemplating the battle to come. Or you picture the Kung Fu apprentice training with his master at sunset on a cliffside. It's that kind of song. Now the thing about this song that catches my fancy is that yes, it is a stereotypical East Asian sounding song, but at the same time, you don't typically hear this type of song as a wrestling theme. Usually, the stereotypical East Asian or Japanese wrestling themes, or what have you, have a lot more going on in them than just the flutes. The flutes will still be in there, but there will also be string instruments and percussion and maybe some chimes or bells or something like that. And the songs would also have a lot more urgency and energy and weight to them than Chopsticks has. Think of 
Tajiri's theme. Think of Takamichi Noku's theme. Think of, of course, the Orient Express theme. Think even of Kenzo Suzuki's theme, which is primarily composed of those flutes, but it also has the percussion in there as well. Chopsticks, you know, it doesn't feel like a song that you would use to go into battle. It doesn't have the same sense of urgency as other Asian themes do. It's light and peaceful, so it's quite interesting in that sense. The comparison I can make with this song to a real-life theme, actually, is Yokozuna's theme. The Yokozuna theme, very similar in terms of the sparseness and its heavy reliance on the woodwind instrument. The difference between the two songs being that there's a level of danger and malevolence with Yokozuna's theme, whereas Chopsticks, it's a lot more serene and contemplative. So that's a pretty good example of an obvious, stereotypical custom theme in the game. Here's another one. It's called Karma Putra. Putra, a nice little play on words of the Kama Sutra, the ancient Indian Hindu text, and lo and behold, this song is a prime example of your typical traditional Indian music. The sitars, the bongos, the slow down relaxing tempo, perhaps you're in the middle of a yoga session, perhaps you're visiting India, and you decide to smoke a little hashish with the locals. Perhaps you're watching the 2008 film The Love Guru. Okay, maybe not that last one. But still, when you think of India, when you think of classic Indian music, this is the type of song that comes to mind. And much like with Chopsticks, it doesn't really have that much going on in it. It doesn't have that sense of activity that many of the real-life Indian wrestling themes have. The Great Khali's themes, Jinder Mahal's current theme, Sanjay Dutt's themes that he's had an impact, uh, Cobra Dance and Guru. Themes like those have elements of traditional Indian music in them, and they're also more conducive for the exciting atmosphere of a pro wrestling show. Karma Putra, it's slow, it's calm, it's quiet, it's not the kind of song that kicks you in the pants from the get-go. You know, it's not a wrestling theme. Desert level on Super Mario 64? Sure. Wrestling theme? Not so much. How about we take a trip now south of the border? Or across the ocean to Spain? Either way, this next theme has a lot of Latin flavor to it. It's called Hot Tamale.
Whoa, baby, listen to those spicy keyboards. Ah, uh, what is this, a dance club in Acapulco? Am I at a Miami Sound Machine concert? I mean, listen to those sexy fingers tinkling those sexy ivories. We've got the whistles, we've got the pitter-patter of the drum beats, and of course, the horns. Well, sort of. They're keyboard horns, but they're still horns, dammit. They're still horns. This is your sexy Latino dance song. Your flamenco, your samba. I don't know the specifics of each style of Latin dancing. I could be talking out of my ass here, which I usually am. But regardless, the overall tone is still the same. It's fun, it's upbeat, it's dancing, it gets your toes a-tapping, all qualities of which that are not present with the previous two themes. Chopsticks and Karmaputra weren't fun, they weren't upbeat, they didn't get your toes a-tapping, they were contemplative, they were lethargic even, they didn't have the spice of life that Hot Tamale does. I mean, with a name like Hot Tamale, of course it's going to be a spicy song. But this is the first theme of the episode that has some zest to it. And it's the first one that feels modern in a way. Chopsticks and Karmaputra, they feel ancient. They feel mystic and really exotic in that sense. Hot Tamale also has some exoticism in it, of course. But at the same time, it feels like it belongs in 1999 or 2018. As far as comparisons go, one of the obvious answers, of course, is Milano Fever, the theme for Milano Collection AT. Yes, I know it's an Italian gimmick, not a Spanish gimmick, but you can't deny that the party atmosphere, the sexy dance music, the keyboards, the horns, it's pretty much the same thing. Also, Viva La Raza, Eddie Guerrero's theme. There's a lot more going on in that song, especially with the vocals and those classic Jim Johnston metal guitars that are in every song of his but I think you could easily put those two songs in similar groupings. Of course, you could also compare this song to the theme from Sex and the City. But that's neither here nor there. The last of these stereotypical themes, and you know, we've had some East Asian music, some Indian music, a little bit of Latin dance in there as well. Let's put some hip-hop into this bastard. Let's put a little street knowledge into the proceedings. Let's get gangsta with a song called Mac Attack. Tomko, give me a beat. to say about this one. It's pretty self-explanatory. Hip-hop song, you've got your hip-hop beats, your MIDI keyboard tones, woos and record scratches and all that good stuff. A nice heft to it as well. Got some nice deep bass grooves in there. Like Hot Tamale, 
It's a fun song, it's pretty upbeat, it has a steady pulse to it. A lot of hip-hop and rap songs do, of course. No vocals, which is a bit surprising because there are other custom themes in the game that do have vocals, a few of which we'll get to later on in the show. It's no big deal that there are no vocals, but you gotta imagine what those lyrics would be about. I doubt there would be any big swearing in the song. It is Attitude Era, but at the same time, they wouldn't go that far in a video game. It'd be relatively safe hip-hop, I imagine. But anyway, if you're making a character in Attitude who is gangsta as fuck, he's from the streets, and it's still the 90s, because this song is just 90s as all hell, then you go with a song like this. And if this style of hip-hop isn't your particular cup of scissorp, then there's another custom theme in the game called Impala Money, which leans more towards the G-Funk, West Coast hip-hop side of things. Okay, that was Category 1. Let's move on now to Category 2 and the next batch of four custom themes. And in this category, we're going to skew more towards uh, personal taste. Sounds like a number one hit tune, all right. Yeah. Category two, songs that Andrew thinks sound cool, which is a pretty self-explanatory title, I imagine. These are songs that I think sound pretty cool. And you know, with a lot of these songs, we're not dealing with the most complicated compositions in the world. I don't think they broke the mold for WWF Attitude when it comes to intricate music. I'd wager that a lot of them are composed mostly of keyboards and simpler melodies that only go about 90 seconds and then repeat. And yet, even with these relatively simple songs, even in the quietest moments, if I may quote Supertramp, there are still opportunities to make songs that actually sound pretty cool, regardless of whether or not they would work as entrance themes such as this first song called Crimson Grin.
like to think of this song as the love child of Psycho Sid's theme and the mid-90s Four Horsemen theme, Coast. Because it starts off with those staccato keys, those do, 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 and it has that deep bass drum, that boom, boom, boom. Then it adds to it with the arpeggios, very tenuous, very doom and gloom, very 80s horror movie. And then, what comes rolling in but this massively moody guitar line just rips across the song like a bolt of lightning in the sky, and it just riffs over the bass drum and the evil synths. First of all, that guitar just sounds goddamn awesome. Every time it kicks in at the beginning, I get a rush of adrenaline. Fantastic stuff. And when you combine it with the other spooky music, you've got yourself a proper badass theme here. Much like, much like another song with the same combination of badass rock guitars and heebie-jeebie accoutrements, Dark Side, the Undertaker's theme from the late 90s. Because like Dark Side, Crimson Grin has the right combination of presence and cheese to make it a great song. If this was more like the Ministry of Darkness theme, with Undertaker speaking in Gaelic or whatever, the balance would be off. There'd be too much cheese and not enough of a badass presence. But it's a perfect combination here, and it just sounds so cool, so powerful, so evil. I mean, with a title like Crimson Grin, I can't help but think of the Crimson Chin from the Fairly Odd Parents. But I also can't help but think of some horror movie villain. You stole the talisman from the crypt. Now the Crimson Grin will find you. Or it's another name for a Glasgow smile. What happened to Murphy? Ah, the Schmageggy gang caught him and they gave him a Crimson Grin. The poor bastard's face is all carved up. So if I'm making a wrestler in attitude and he's going to be a badass motherfucker, I'm definitely picking this one. Now on the other end of the spectrum, let's move away from the doom and gloom here and get a little more peace of mind. Let's hear a song called Gladness. started and that choir kicked in, I thought, alright, I'm gonna enjoy myself here. Because you know me, I love myself a good choir in a wrestling theme. And I enjoyed this song quite a bit. Stylistically, it's the total opposite of Crimson Grin. No spooky instruments, no callbacks to Alfred Hitchcock, no slashing guitars bellowing away into the night sky. This is not a badass, evil-sounding song. This is a very pleasant sounding song. 
very peaceful, very serene, much like chopsticks in that sense. You've got the choir, of course, which is nice. You've also got the light percussion from the drum machine. Not booming bass drums, not heavy clanging and banging, just a nice light touch. And speaking of light touches, there's also a very pretty xylophone in there too. Or maybe it's a vibraphone, I don't know, one of those things. It's just sprinkling in some dulcet tones into the mix. Just a, a nice, pleasant song that's nothing like Crimson Grin. Even the title is the complete opposite of Crimson Grin. Crimson Grin. Gladness. See, even the title is nice and pleasant. So yes, it's new agey. It's not the most bombastic song out there, but I love the choir. I love the relaxing atmosphere it creates. It just hits that sweet spot for me. And you know, just because it's new agey doesn't mean that it couldn't work as a wrestling theme. Because if you'll think back to episode 33, the DDT episode, you'll recall that one Speedball Mike Bailey has a theme song that is eerily similar to Gladness. It too is very new agey and soothing. So it could work. The third song in this category, and much like a lot of the other custom themes in the game, it's got a title that will no doubt tip you off to what it's going to sound like. So let's hear a track called Spittoon Saloon. there was this fella, fella I want to tell you about, fella by the name of Mick Foley, at least that was the handle his loving parents gave him, but he never had much use for it himself. Mr. Foley, he called himself the Dude Love. Now, Dude Love, that's a name no one would self-apply where I come from, but then there was a whole lot about the Dude Love that didn't make a whole lot of I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't help myself. It's just that when I hear a song like this, I can't help but think of Sam Elliott wearing the cowboy hat and his glorious mustache, riding down the plains on his trusty steed. Because it's a western song. Spittoon saloon, sheriffs, outlaws, gold miners trying to jump a claim and so forth. Now granted, it's not the most authentically sounding western song in the world. Its primary melody is made up of the harmonica, a staple of the Old West soundscape. Except in this case, it's not really a harmonica, is it? It's more like setting number 46 on the Casio keyboard. But, damn it, authentic or not, the song still grabs me. Because I just get this vision in my head from the song. It's not the kind of song you would hear during a six-gun shootout in the center of town, or during a train robbery, or anything like that. It's the lone cowboy traveling across the plains on his horse. 
He's world-weary. He's seen his fair share of battles, buried his fair share of friends and enemies. You look into his eyes, and you just see years of hardship staring right back at you. And as dusk settles in, and the daylight turns to darkness, that old cowboy looks up at the sky, and he sees the stars. And they still fill him with a sense of wonder and awe, like they did when he was a boy. And as his horse clomps away through the rugged western land, that old cowboy's pain just melts away. For a little while, anyway. That's what comes to me when I hear this song. So yeah, it's probably all Casio keyboards anyway, but hell, if it hits the spot, it hits the spot. And I want to give a shout out to another awesome western wrestling theme, Hangman Page's relatively new theme that he started using a few months ago, Ghost Town Triumph. That song also rules, and you can bet your bottom dollar, bet your silver dollar actually, if we're keeping with the western motif, that that song is going to make an appearance on this podcast towards the end of the year. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Fourth and final song in Category 2, Songs That Andrew Thinks Sound Cool, has got a bit of an odd title. It's called Lil Mikey Says So. WWF Attitude, you would recognize this song as the theme for the unlockable character, The Trainer, who is this pasty, extremely barrel-chested man in a singlet. He looks kind of like Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure with the body of King Kong Bundy. Anyway, this song is a fairly rockin' tune with guitars and bass and drums, but there's also that added infusion of a sort of tropical element as well. The flutes and the tropical sounding keyboards put in there, they help make the song more than just another generic rock instrumental. They, they give it some flavoring. I mean, if you want to get video gamey here, I could picture this song in one of the Donkey Kong video games. Basically, I just enjoy the song, and much like the three other songs in this category, it's probably, in my humble opinion, one of the better custom themes in the game. Again, just my opinion. I really don't have much else to say about this one, because, to be honest with you, I really want to get to the final category of the show. A category that I'm gonna call... What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Category 3. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Listen, folks. We've had some fun... On this episode, we've had some good times, some jokes, some japes, but now it's time to get weird as fuck. Because there's a number of songs on this album that, quite honestly, are just wacky and weird and bizarre and any other synonyms you can think of for batshit crazy. I actually struggled narrowing it down to just four themes. Trust me, 
there are songs in this game that boggled my brain box that I wanted to play on the show, but I restrained myself and said, Andrew, you gotta pick four. So I picked four. Four songs that, well, let's just get to them, shall we? Starting with a hot little ditty called Let's Legislate. <laughs> it's the governor, baby, and I'm gonna rule all over you. Let's legislate. Yeah, I'm the governor. I'm the governor, baby. And I can take you home to my mansion. Get judicial on you, baby. I'm the governor. I'm the governor. Governor, baby, I'm gonna rule all over you, and there ain't no L.I.E. Okay, so this is the first song on my list here to have actual vocals. Actually, all of the songs in this category have their own vocals, and it's the first song on this episode as well that you can tell was made with a specific character in mind. In this case, the governor, or the governor, baby, as he pronounces it. With earlier themes, you had stereotypical genres, you had specific tones, but none of those songs explicitly told you they belonged to a specific character. Chopsticks didn't have vocals saying, I'm the monk, baby, and I'm gonna meditate all over you. With Let's Legislate, it's pretty clear who this song belongs to. It's the governor, baby. And here's the thing, the way this song is composed with kind of the funky, groovy organs. The vocals have like a southern accent to them and kind of a jaunty tone of voice. A picturing in my mind a specific vision of the governor character himself. You can't just give this song to any old governor from Vermont or Oregon or wherever, nor should you give it to the governor Martin Stone. That guy isn't even a real governor. What I'm picturing is an old southern bureaucrat White suit, white cowboy hat, neckerchief to wipe his sweaty brow. If he was a lawyer, he'd say, Your Honor, I do declare that my client is innocent of these charges. Essentially, what I'm imagining is Boss Hogg from the Dukes of Hazard, except he was a commissioner and not a governor. But hey, it's politics. Folks move up all the time there. That's who I picture as the governor. So it just seems so weird to me that a claim would make a song like this that has such a narrow focus, because unless you make the governor in edit mode, then I don't see any reason to give this one to a wrestler you make in the game, especially a real-life wrestler. That'd be just so strange. Unless you were making, I don't know, Tennessee Lee or someone like that. But besides that, you're not going to give this song to any old wrestler. You're not going to give it to, I don't know, say, Osamu Nishimura, because it just wouldn't work. Unless... 
Nah, never mind. Let's go on to the second What the Hell is That song, and it's called Sugar Rush. And if you're thinking to yourself, huh, Sugar Rush, that's a cute name for a song. I bet it's some sort of poppy, fun techno number. Well, not quite. This one's a bit of an odd duck, to say the least. It's this grungy, punky rock song. Again, another simple riff, simple percussion, all very standard stuff, with vocals that I can only describe as Han Solo getting tortured on Cloud City in Empire Strikes Back. It's just an assembly line of screams and grunts and coughs and dry heaves, and combined with the grungy, punky rock and roll, it's just unpleasant. That's what it is. It's an unpleasant, distressing song that I don't like listening to. Does anybody enjoy this song? Does anybody listening who played Attitude back in the day enjoy this song? I hazard a guess and say no, but chances are there probably is. At least with Let's Legislate, at least with The Governor, baby. That song was pleasant to listen to. It was goofy as fuck, don't get me wrong, but it was easy to listen to, it doesn't violently assault your ears, and in general, it's just a funny, wacky song. This one I just can't enjoy at all. It's not good. And again, it's called Sugar Rush. That does not match the song at all. I know what a sugar rush is. I've probably had a few of them in my lifetime, but I don't think I've ever started screaming because of them. If this song was called, I don't know, Trying to Comprehend WWE Booking, then it would make total sense, because that does make me want to scream. Now the thing is, there's another custom theme in the game that is very similar to Sugar Rush, where it's screaming vocals laid over metal music with some additional sludgy, slimy sound effects. It's called Toxic Shock. When the world is sleeping busy, count fiction, that's when the toxins creep in. Wake up from your nap, there's no place on the map that isn't full of crap. The difference between the two songs being that while in Sugar Rush it's just wordless grunts and screams, the vocalist in Toxic Shock is saying actual words in a rambling manner. I'm not a big fan of that song either, but at least he's saying words. So I guess it's an improvement. Song number three, and it's a song called Sticky World. You can be my plaything. I can be your toy. Because I'm skinny, I can't be your safe boy. 
If you have a fine-tuned ear, if you're a fan of music in general, really, then chances are you know that this song is going for Devo. This is a knockoff of a Devo song. It's definitely in the vein of Whip It. The vocalist is doing his best Mark Mothersbaugh impression as well. Even the subject matter is Devo-esque. It's about a stick boy who wants a stick-up girl to live with him in his little sticky world. That's the kind of bizarre lyrics that a band like Devo would feature. It's not a bad song, it's certainly quirky and strange. The reason I wanted to feature this, and the reason I put it in the what the hell is that category, is for a couple different reasons. Number one, it's funny to me that whomever is making the custom themes would choose to do a song in the style of Devo. I mean, I, I like Devo, but when I think of Attitude Era wrestling music, Devo is not the first band that comes to mind. Me, personally, I would go with Metallica or Rage Against the Machine, something hard and heavy and contemporary of that time period. Devo is a band that at that point, 1999, were not really burning up the charts. They had split up in 91, got back together in 96, and did a few runs at Lollapalooza, but they weren't exactly at the forefront of pop culture at the time. So I questioned the decision-making there with picking Devo as a template for a song at that point in time. Secondly, again, I wonder who would pick this song for their theme? You know, which wrestler would this be a good fit for? Because like the governor, baby, the lyrics are quite unique and you can't really ascribe them to just any old creator wrestler. You're gonna need a sticky boy if you want sticky world to make sense as a theme. I don't know what a sticky boy looks like. I hope he's covered in glue, and that's why he's sticky, as opposed to another sticky substance, if you know what I mean. That's right, marmalade. So anyway, Sticky World is another weird, wacky song that just captured my attention. The final song of the category, the final song of the episode, is... Well... It's... Alright, just brace yourselves. Okay, folks? I'm giving you advanced warning here, so fasten your seatbelts, it's gonna be a bumpy ride. This is called Hurt Me Please. <sighs> Sorry.
Yeah. I'm just going to let that sit there for a second. You know how when you're watching wrestling and something really cringy and awful is on the TV screen? Just a bad comedy segment or something like that. The old day, Bobby Lashley's sisters, Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell, Claire Lynch, take your pick. And you pray to God that a family member or a friend doesn't walk in and see you watching that segment. Because it would just reinforce in their minds how god-awful and stupid they think wrestling is. And how stupid you are for liking it. This is the audio version of that. So, I'm just going to skip to the end if that's okay with you. Which I think it is. Alright, that was our look at a selection of custom themes from the video game WWF Attitude. And I guess, in summation, you could come away with a few points. Number one, thank God for Jim Johnston. Seriously. And number two, you know, whether or not you enjoyed the songs featured on this episode, and believe me, for some of these songs, I would hate you for liking them, you have to acknowledge the variety that Acclaim brought to the table here. There are so many different types of sounds and styles represented, not just in this episode, but in the game as well. I mean, I picked out the East Asian theme, the Indian theme, hip-hop, Western, New Age, Metal, New Wave, etc., etc. But in the game, there's even more variety. There's like a 50s rock and roll song. There's a Slow Jams song. There's a Carnival song. There's a Spy song. I've had my eye on you. Acclaim put their fingers in a lot of different pies, which is a smart thing to do because not every wrestling fan wants to recreate Shinya Hashimoto or El Kanek in WWF Attitude. You know, they probably just want to make a broader character. So if they make an ancient monk, if they make a gangsta, if they make a dominatrix, heaven forbid, then there is a perfect song for them to use right there in the game. Are the songs stereotypical? Yes. Do they sound a bit dated on the old Casio keyboard? Sure. Are some of them just downright awful? Sure as shit they are. But hey, like I said at the beginning, you could say the same thing with actual wrestling themes. Art imitates life. And that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening. A friendly reminder that Music of the Mat is part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network, home to such great podcasts like the Voices of Wrestling flagship, the Super Jcast, Everything Evolves, WrestleNomics Radio, Sarah and Sarah, Open the Voice Gate, Lucha of the Hidden Temple, and plenty more. Check them all out at VoicesOfWrestling.com. 
You can follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. Make sure you go to the Voices of Wrestling forums to find the YouTube playlist for this episode and all past episodes, voicesofwrestling.com slash forum. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and an assortment of other locales. Okay, folks, thanks again for listening. I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys. Music of the Mat is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.